Sound of Fire and Soul, a community where leaders gather to unite in sovereignty in today's world. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, a seasoned and heart-centered coach and mentor on a mission to take you on a journey of self-empowerment with weekly guidance and channeled wisdom. Fire and Soul features brave and daring conversations with extraordinary leaders who have awakened from the illusion to help you claim sovereign leadership in life, love, and entrepreneurship. Let's listen, learn, and stand together as models for our new world, starting now. Hey there, my friend. Welcome back to Fire and Soul. So happy that you're here. And thank you so much for the uh, incredible feedback so many of you sent regarding Fire and Soul 2.0 last week. Man, it took a shit ton of courage to put out into the world, but it also felt like a ton of bricks just were lifted off my shoulders. And I wanted to just provide a little bit of clarity for us moving forward. So I mentioned this last week, but I just want to make sure that we're all on that same metaphorical page in that this show will be having conversations around some of the people that I know and admire and or love because we're close around their awakening, but it's not going to be that exclusively. For example, next week I have a conversation coming out with one of the most prolific and iconic podcasters and entrepreneurs on the planet, a guy named Steve Ulsher. He has a huge podcast and podcast magazine and the biggest podcast club on Clubhouse. And he's been doing this since like beginning times. And uh, he's more fired up about the world of podcasting now than ever. And especially the power and leverage and the authority that, yes, a podcast platform can give you. But in these times when people are being so censored, it's still a place for free speech. Imagine that. Hmm. Especially for those of us who live in the U.S., that does not exist on some of the main social media platforms. Anyway, podcasting is it. But the reason I bring that up is because that's a conversation that comes out next week that I'm really excited to share with you. But it's we don't go into his waking up from the matrix, although I will tell you he shared with me, and I think we caught this uh, during the recording that uh, he stands absolutely for medical freedom and it should be someone's personal choice. And so for that, uh, wonderful, right? Uh, That's just going to make sense of what I do here. But for going forward, you know, I think that it could, I want to have a conversation more so about sovereign leadership, more about tuning in to that supreme inner authority within And leading from that place, loving from that place, giving from that place, observing from that place. And I think that if we can learn to do that and cultivate that, then we're going to be so fully ourselves. And yeah, it's a lot of realm, you know, what we've been talking about on this show for the last few years, you know, drawing those boundaries, loving yourself enough, having your rituals in place so that you are less in reaction, more in intention. In fact, wouldn't it be wonderful to always be in intention? Probably not possible because we're human and we need to allow for ourselves to be messy, uncertain, imperfect, fucking human. Oh, this time I think what's so beautiful about the grand awakening or so beautiful about, you know, observing uh, the matrix in real life. My God, it's happening, right? Is that we get to see 
how we respond and or react to every little piece of it. What our reaction to the larger macro uh, agenda, for example, angst, upset, frustration, the unjust, you know, intense energy that so many of us feel, the rage, the fucking rage, the polarization, the blame, the shame. I mean, I know people who are on one side or the other, especially the ones who are like, quote, woken. These are not actually real close friends of mine, but I I definitely see some of this on social, uh, specifically Instagram, where they've almost come across as like superior because their vibe or their frequency is higher because they woke up. And it's like, "Mm, there is a delicate fine line of where we can hold space and love one another and be united in our polarity, right? Because we're all human beings. And some are subscribed to a particular narrative. And you know what? Or I want to say reality. And and you know what I was thinking is, I don't know what their soul contract is or was. Who am I to judge that they're not completely and perfectly delivering on their, their soul's promise? Now that's getting way out there for some, but that's just kind of where I am on it. It's what I, I just somehow like to believe that we are here as a soul's promise and agreement and excitement for our next evolution, for our greatest yet to be from the inside out. These meat suits, bodies, they're fun, but it has nothing to do with who we are except how are we maybe hurting our bodies, the numbing out, right? The overeating, the overdrinking, the, all the things. Oh yeah, it's pretty interesting. I'm not saying I get it perfect by any means, but what I do know is that I want to create a place here where the conversation is deeply inclusive and compassionate while being courageous. And the reason I use that term united in polarity, it's, it actually came from my listening to the Aubrey Marcus podcast. And if you're not familiar with his podcast, I am going to leave um, a link in the show notes for the specific episode that he talked about what I'm going to share in a moment. But I woke up to Aubrey Marcus's podcast, I want to say about nine months ago, maybe eight months ago. So this year. And uh, it's so good. And then I went down the rabbit hole of, uh, you know, who he was having on. And then I started to follow those people. A lot of people like the plant medicine world, real extreme health and fitness. I'm not necessarily there, but I'm not saying I won't get there. I mean, by the way, just a little update. I got on the scale this morning and I have actually lost 17 pounds. My sister would say, don't say lost because then you could find it. Say dropped (laughs) or released. Anyway, so 17 pounds from uh, just a few months ago. And that is honestly without me even trying. I am not exercising heavily, but I am getting out about five, six mornings a week after I do my morning routine of breath work and mindfulness and setting my intentions and uh, uh, clearing my energetic state so that I can come back to a place of neutral and just so much love and gratitude. Ah, and then I take my pup on our walk. Well, anyway, letting go of the alcohol now almost exactly eight weeks ago, eight weeks tomorrow. And then uh, not really eating at night, so kind of intermittent fasting, although a few times I've had dinner out with friends, and so I have eaten a little later, drinking just a ton of water. You guys know the drill. We know what we do, right? We know when we go up, and we know when we go down, and we know when we're feeling really good. But that clear mind, body, and spirit 
to lead with my sovereignty is real. Anyway, Aubrey Marcus, totally into the fitness thing, plant medicine thing. Uh, just he, he was the founder of On It, sold that this year. Now is the founder of Fit for Service. Man, you guys got to follow that man. He is so cool. Anyway, listening to his podcast, as I do very, very regularly, he talked about how this whole past year, this, by the way, I listened to after I hopped on the mic with y'all last week, and it felt so scary to share my truth, and it was all intense. And by the way, I completely honor that. Oh, so it felt so scary, right? But I made it up on my mind. I mean, I didn't even... We all make up these stories and it's just so much easier to do than to think about doing. But still, I had to feel aligned on some level to share. It felt so fucking scary, FYI, and it wasn't at all. It was actually anticlimactic. Yes, I received some incredible messages and DMs and voicemails and all these things. And thank you, thank you, thank you. You know who you are. About two dozen of you. So grateful Big, big download, by the way, because I hadn't released one in a long time. So thank you for not going away and uh, and coming back to the pod. But what I wanted to say is, you know, when I was revealing like, oh, you know, gaining the weight, drinking the alcohol, feeling misaligned from my work, from, from, from the types of programs that I used to offer, when I heard Aubrey Marcus say the exact same thing, and I mean, his following and his business is, you know, probably 100x mine minimum, uh, I was just like, whoa. You know, it was so nice to hear him say that he's just been grappling and in so much pain and struggle all year with, you know, being in the camp that I'm in. By the way, there's no right or wrong camp, but just awake, not getting the shot, won't get the shot, but feeling just so misaligned with everything that he used to do, but yet so unclear about, well, then now what? Kind of like where I was last July or not last July, just a few months ago. By the way, it actually really came to me early May something around sovereignty. It's a term that a lot of people use, but I was just like, what does that mean? What does it look like? What could I do with it? And really wanting to, you know, help people, women specifically, cultivate that sense of fucking self that's so strong. You do not waver on yourself, right? And when you do, you forgive yourself. You don't shame yourself. You learn from it. You observe it without that judgment and you get right back into aligned, inspired action. Anyway, but as I heard Aubrey Marcus share about his struggle and how he kept going back to the plant medicine and he was doing all these journeys more than he'd ever done, if I recall correctly, in about a year's time, he finally had a journey a few weeks back and he said it was deeply brutal. It was just really, really tough, the toughest he'd ever had. And it was also the most enlightening. And he said, from there, I was given my new mission. Right? And he said new mission because, as you all know, these things are fluid, right? The more that we evolve or the more life experiences that we go through, i.e. a pandemic, um, the more that the those worldviews get shape-shifted, right? That shamanic deathing. Who am I now in this moment? I mean, my life feels completely different having no alcohol in my system. And I want to be clear, I was not one of those, like, you know, drunks at all, but at all, it was up to a bottle of wine many nights a week and not even every night, not hard alcohol and really nothing else. I'd get a bottle of wine and oftentimes finish it by the course of the evening, which is four glasses of wine. And I know for some of you like, whoa, that's so much. And for others like, girl, I'm just getting started. So it's all relative. Right. But for me, it was like, whoa, right. When you get up in the morning, you don't feel so great. 
certainly not clear-minded, certainly not naturally joyful. You have to create it. You know, it's just not there. And then I, you know, make my animals breakfast or whatever. And then I'd open up the trash and I'd see that bottle of wine that was empty. And I was like, whoa. So yeah, it feels pretty incredible to uh, be clear-minded. Anyway, so as Aubrey was getting clarity, back to my point, uh, about his mission through plant medicine, he said what came up for him was that while he may make his own personal choices, he really wants to stand for a world and a humanity in which we can all do the same. So this term came to him during one of his plant medicine journeys, and it was United Polarity, which is why I now have this title, United Polarity in Today's Triggered Times. And the reason I I offer that is because it was so helpful for me to hear his wisdom and hear his evolution of, of, of letting this all reveal itself, right? Because we talked about this, you know, letting yourself arrive, being in the messiness. You're not exactly sure what you'll even say. Where do you fit in? Who are you? Who do I want to talk to? Who's in my tribe? What kinds of conversations do you want to have? What can you no longer have? Because they're not in that same point of view. And this, this has changed so many people, but wouldn't it be wonderful if we could just you know, sort of zoom out for a moment and look at our life and look at our community and look at our world from a point of view of like source love, God love. We wouldn't wish harm on anyone. And then when you zoom back in a little bit and you're me and you're like, wow, my dad had the two shots and the booster. Well, I think he's getting the booster next week. And then one of my mentors, since I was 29 years old, she's in her 70s. I'm not going to say her name. She's my first business mentor. She got both shots and the booster. And she's, her point of view is so myopic in that every single thing that Biden says is gospel. The CDC, the FDA, the WHO, New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, NPR. You know, I have actually learned from my perspective and pouring hundreds of hours into the resources that I learn all this stuff from because I allowed myself to be open and receptive to something that was completely against anything that I ever thought could possibly be or exist. And I shared a little bit about that last week and I'm going to give you those resources in a moment, guys. But anyway, so she's in that point of view. So as I had dinner with her a couple nights ago and shared with her just a few things as we were all discussing. There were three of us and then there the other woman there. We've known my friend who's in her 70s. We've known each other for, you know, since I was 29. So 21 years. And I love her so much. And, you know, we are close friends. She's my, she's like a mother, a sister, a mentor, a friend. She's incredible. And she's my, my biggest supporter in all that I do and always has been. I used to work with her. Anyway, but then there was this other woman there that we love. And we've known her almost like 15 years, maybe 14 She's kind of like in the middle. She got the one shot, is not getting another, will not get the booster, and has heard a bunch of things that I believe are true and have so much evidence just pointing toward that. Again, I'll share those resources in a moment so that you can check it out for yourself if you'd like and or you're already aware. But so here we were. We got one over here, one in the middle, and one over there. So we are, you know, engaging in conversation like we always do. And our conversations are always extremely dynamic, very diverse, and can range from politics to culture to art to literature to travel to, you know, to to pop culture. I mean, you name it. And in this case, that couldn't be. We it wasn't it wasn't possible to have a 
a real conversation because my mentor had never heard some of the things that I thought were basic, like just so rudimentary. Like an example would be that she was aware that Bill Gates was, as you know, on one side of the narrative, a suspect in some of the biggest wrongdoings and the greatest agenda, part of, not at the head, I don't believe, but part of, right? And at least that he is, there's some skepticism or some gossip and or in her world, right? It might be referred to as conspiracy theories. She had not even heard that. Now that for me was like eye-opening because I thought it was so, so basic. But that's because I've now poured hundreds and hundreds of hours into what I am waking up to more and more and more every single day. I think I'm current, but you never really know. And I don't want to assume that I do, right? Always humble to learning, to growing, to evolving, to waking up. So I'm thinking, wait, hold up. That's from like last May when we all saw a pandemic, millions and millions around the world. It was the most viral online documentary of all time. And none of it has been debunked. Zero percent at this point, you know, a year and a half later. So when that went viral last year, I just, I guess I assumed that she had either heard of it or maybe watched a little bit or at least heard the criticism of it, right? Because that was everywhere. Nope. So going back to listening to Aubrey Marcus's newfound current mission titled United Clarity, remembered that the next morning, not in real time with my mentor and our dear friend over dinner. I remembered it the next morning. I woke up pretty early and I texted my mentor and I just said, I know that conversation was, was difficult in moments because I watched her get afraid. I watched her, I watched her whole body um, almost just slump down in fear, in bewilderment, because she loves me and she respects me. And she, on many levels, trusts my mind, trusts my point of view. So this was, from what I can understand, the very first time she'd ever heard any of it. I don't know if I want to be that person for people that I love, because... Watching the fucking terror in her eyes. And then for the first time in my life of knowing her 21 years, whoa, 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 stop, stop. We we are not having this conversation. And she like backed up, you know, from, you know, leaning in at the dining table. And she did that at least two, maybe three times over the course of that 30 minutes. And that's when I realized united polarity the next morning, right? As I'm reflecting and I wanted to easily judge myself and shame myself for bringing up what I thought were basics, but not for her. And we can't assume. So first I had to give myself a lot of grace for just not knowing how to navigate some of these conversations. How the fuck are we supposed to know? Right? We're learning every day. If we can observe or reflect in a neutral point of view, Without judging ourselves and shaming ourselves. And here's what I wanted to say about that earlier statement of this time is showing us who we really are and what we promise to work out in this life with a soul's con from our soul's point of view, that contract, right? If you're with me, you get this. So I was like, whoa. So if I look at this from that macro and that conversation is the micro, then, then even if I go into a shame shitstorm cycle, of judging myself that I should have known better, I should have done better, I should have said something differently, now I'm back in the pain and the suffering. 
But if I can give myself a little grace and say something really sweet, like I'm talking to my little five-year-old self, like, oh, honey, it's okay. You really love her. You want the best for her. He didn't know that she didn't know, but you, you don't want to scare her. That's the last thing you, you would ever want. What's more important is connection with her and united clarity. It's okay. You know what? You'll do better next time. I love you. Because I beat myself up pretty hard that next morning after that dinner. But that's an old pattern. So this time is really here to show us some pattern interrupts, some soul contracts, and how we do it. And can you give yourself a little grace along the way? And then, my friends, when you do get into a conversation with someone who might not be on this same exact page or at the exact same stage of your awakening or what you know, and it may or may not even be true, let's be honest, right? Then can we have some deep compassion? The Buddhists call it ruthless compassion, right? Just being so fucking radically aware of our intention, of our observation, and coming back to this place that we're going to have a lot of different people in our lives that are at different stages, and some may just stay exactly where they are and never shift. You know, we talked about that last week. That's too painful to imagine that for a lot of us. And I say us because we are all in this together. And it's so beautiful when we can see that and embody that. That's sovereign leadership. That's what I'm excited about, is to observe the places in which I get to grow. I get to lean into more love and compassion. And United Polarity. Thank you, Aubrey Marcus. So I'll leave that link in the show notes for y'all. But um, several of you reached out and said, hey, so, you know, you kind of hinted it, you know, sharing some resources of where you're learning from, where you're waking up from. Would you mind sharing? I was like, yeah, tune in next week. Okay. Cause it's a list and I'm going to add them all in the show notes for you guys. So first and foremost, um, you know, it was obviously Mickey Willis's pandemic that I did see last year. And at this point, 18 months later, as I mentioned, it's been 0% debunked. So if you haven't seen that, I will leave it a link in the show notes. I also just pre-ordered his book that's coming out in October this month. Then the next place uh, that I was turned on to was the High Wire uh, with Del Bigtree. And so he puts out a show every Thursday. Uh, it's about two hours and uh, it's online. And let me just tell you what's so cool and interesting about him. And he shares a lot of this in a lot of the uh, the shows. First of all, he brings on the top virologists around the world, scientists, PhDs, uh, MDs, Nobel Peace Prize winning MDs like Dr. Zelenko and uh, whistleblowers, uh, really brave fucking soldiers from uh, ex-execs from big pharma, big tech, health care workers, hospital care workers, FDA employees, uh, military workers. I mean, it's it's the range. Uh, It's incredible. And by the way, he used to have a huge presence on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, but he was completely deplatformed as one of like the top 10 or top 12 of misinformation spreaders. So he's been completely annihilated in mainstream media, including CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, et cetera. And so 
What's so beautiful is that he had to start from scratch and it's 100% donor based. You'll never see an advertisement, especially for Big Pharma, uh, which is all you're going to see on uh, those other uh, uh, news networks that I mentioned. And uh, now he's got tens and tens and tens of millions of viewers that tune in every single week. And they also have the incent, uh, the informed consent action network. They have hundreds of lawsuits with some of the best attorneys uh, right now in the nation bringing lawsuits to federal judges and upwards. It's pretty incredible. Anyway, then uh, Dr. Joseph Mercola, he's actually been on my podcast, Mercola.com. He's also one of the top 10 uh, spreaders of misinformation, according to the bullshit narrative. But man, that... That man puts out the most incredible articles every single morning. He, his life is threatened. He's got 24-7 security detail. I mean, what he does and how fucking courageous he is to bring us what he does at this point, despite being threatened every single day. Uh, it's pretty incredible. Then uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the Children's Health Defense, uh, is incredible. I'll share that. Aubrey Marcus podcast. I'll actually specifically share the episode that um, really touched me about finding your mission, finding your purpose in these times, right? When things are no longer feeling aligned, but you have no idea what's coming next. Uh, it's a beautiful conversation. Sean Stevenson is so damn cool. So um, you can listen to his podcast. And then my friends, when you're looking for these things, uh, obviously going to get the link right for me, but if you click on the link and or search for certain things from like the Google search engine, most likely it won't come up or it'll be so completely discredited that it might scare you. So I haven't used Google or like Safari or any of that uh, Yahoo for I mean, forever, like pretty much all this year. I use DuckDuckGo as my search engine. It's free. I have it on all my devices and I would encourage you to do the same so that you are getting real information and not a censored myopic reality. Anyway, I hope this was um, helpful. I hope that you are enjoying the new twisty path of fire and soul. I feel so good to be back. I love you guys. And uh, there's some really amazing things to come. Tune in next week. I'm going to be in Austin, checking out the neighborhood, hanging out with a bunch of my friends from the Tony Robbins world, looking at different places to live. I have no idea. I'm just going and thinking of it as an adventure, but I will keep you posted. Meanwhile, you'll have an opportunity to tune into my potent conversation with Steve Olsher, the podcast icon, and just a beautiful soul. Anyway, I'm looking forward to that and sharing that with you. As always, please share this with a friend if you feel compelled. And, uh, and if you haven't joined me on Telegram yet, please do. It's the Awakened Collective, and I will also share that link in the show notes as well. Have a beautiful, sovereign day, my friends. Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.